0: Today I take you to meet members of the Mexican non-profit organization Efecto Colmena, which is working to preserve and rescue bees in the area of Mexico City. In the first part of the episode, we are going to follow a rescuing operation of a beehive that has to be relocated in order to be preserved. And in the second part, we're going to listen to Jeronimo, the founder of the association. 5 a.m. Mexico City. Its inhabitants and its bees are still sleeping. I meet Jesus and Roberto in front of a private house in the neighborhood Roma. We have an appointment with a beehive on the rooftop. We are floating in the night sounds of the capital. 5.30am. We put on the white beekeeper outfit. The small team is now ready. Jesus starts opening the wooden pillar in which the beehive is located. 2x2,
1: which are the ones that have in cera.
0: 5.40 a.m. We discover the beehive in the upper part, inside the pillar. The small community of these six-legged and soft-as-velvet living beings is still very quiet. No buzz yet. Do
1: you want to take a photo? This <laughs> is a little bit small. I don't know. Do you want to see? Yes, okay. Ah, now. Oh,
0: yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Jesus starts the delicate... I don't know how I could describe it otherwise, slicing of the beehive. Each thin part of the beehive is then secured on a grid with a raffia tie. The grids with the slices are then stored in a wooden box, a new temporary environment for the bees. 5.56 a.m. While working, the team gets a call from Adrian. This other member of the association also woke up in the middle of the night and rescued a beehive this morning. Ah, perfect. If ¿Si los can leave them in a colmena that I rescue ahorita. How to leave them? Ajá, to leave them in their camionettes, just to lleven them
1: for. Ah, ah, yes, yes. Ya le dieron la dirección? Where are we? They are in the cafe, no? Uh-huh. Ajá. Ah, 6:25 sí. pues, pues,
0: a.m. The sun slightly starts warming up the cool morning air. The bees are awake and are getting active, and the birds of the city as well. The box is packed in a net for transport. The whole action took about one and a half hour. Jesus was incredibly careful, precise, and calm throughout the whole operation. Now the bees are going to be at the Allende. Colmena, the organization, started with Hieronimo. I met him in a cafe. Sorry for these noises of the city. It's quite hard to avoid in Mexico City.
1: It all started when some bees arrived to my house where I used to live in one of the bird houses in a garden that we have like a lot of fruit trees and plants and when I saw the bees I started asking around For a beekeeper teacher that I can, I could relocate the hives with. Then I did that, and then he really put into present the situation with the bees and how they get treated in Mexico, which they have a extermination protocol. Then I was speaking with some permaculturist friends and we started working on it, and here we are.
0: Since 2016, the association works to improve the laws in favor of the protection of the bees, and does rescuing operations in parallel.
1: The problem is that since the Africanized bees arrived in the 80s, here in Mexico we have an extermination protocol, and nowadays, since the situation of the bees and the pollinators is dire, we need to change this protocol and we've been doing education, going to schools and talking about the importance of pollinators and proposing the relocation and conservation as a a proposal instead of extermination policy we've been pushing a, a point of agreement in the Senate for them to change this protocol and also a gnome it's a nomenclature where they inscribe the different species. And the bee is inscribed as a, as a threat to the human life, almost like as a plague, no? And a, and a threat to the civil society due to the Africanized bee's arrival and it was a problem then, no? But nowadays it's an antiquated policy and we need to change it.
0: In Villa de Allende, a small town located 120 kilometers on the west of Mexico City, is the apiary created to host the rescued bees.
1: In Allende, we work with a local beekeeper. My f- partners have the permaculture project there. We have a beekeeper that is training our team over there to like one year cycle of production so they can know how it works and also they are coming once a, once a week to the city to, to do a relocation. Uh, we are also making a database where we have este rescatistas, how do you say? Rescue? Rescue or relocator beekeepers. We could redirect the cases to them because we get like a lot of cases that we don't have the infrastructure to to manage. Uh, actually, like the best thing that could ever happen is just to have as to train and have like a diagnosed team that works with in hand in hand with the different government associations the government dependencies that treat bees for example civil protection firemen Sagarpa have like a team that helps them relocate in special cases and a team with them that to train them and then just pick up the bees were at the stations and then just be in charge of relocating them and keeping them No, and this would also as the push forwards agriculture because it goes hand in hand.
0: Raising awareness, informing, and training also constitute an important aspect of the organization.
1: In school, we go a lot to schools and talk to the kids, we do a presentation. Then we Workshops is kind of difficult for us, we have petitions, but since we're a, a bit far away. We need like a space here in the city to do them and we're also like like preparing the material now as well for having them like more regularly because we've been really focused on, on these other other tasks but yeah we have we're gonna start doing those courses for initiation beekeepers because it's really important because it's a like an occupation an occupation that is getting lost. Every day there's less beekeepers, so whenever somebody wants to learn and do it, it's, it's, it's great. When I was starting, maybe like already constituted a few years ago, I was looking into the future and I thought to myself, it's gonna boom really fast, no? (laughs) Because like there's like a lot of news, like with the collapse syndrome, the only thing that's positive that has come out of that is that people have been doing so much studying about the situation that's the only thing that we now know so much more about bees and I would have thought that corporate sponsors would have been more cooperative that I would have more of those and the reality is that they they kind of start talking and yes we're gonna help you and, <laughs> and then a lot of the times nothing really happens so I, I would have thought it would have moved Way faster, but it's so that's why I told you what would I recommend to someone that's gonna do something like that is to be perseverant, patient, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or have the have the funds, secure the funds for the project before starting. That <laughs> that's also nice, no? Because we've been doing it just like that, and and like it has taken a lot of time and also money from our pockets.
0: Yeah. And at last, I asked Geronimo the now-ritual questions of the optimisticians about happiness.
1: I don't know, being happy (laughs) its pretty relative, no? There's a lot of people that should be happy but are not. I think it has to do with how you take things and your perspective on things. And also... But you really are comfortable and in tune with your purpose and you're doing things that you like, No, So it's, it's a combination of things. Even though somebody that might be working in a project like mine, even though it's not easy, but if you are positive that you're doing something good, you might feel good and be happy even though you don't have the results you might expect or want to know but you're still doing something that you feel good about
0: Thank you very much for listening to this podcast I hope you enjoyed it You can find all the links about Efecto and learn more about it in the description of the website ecodlacoline.com you can share the episode, send it to a friend or two. And to increase the optimism, you can even add a picture of a bee hummingbird, the world's smallest bird, which is found a lot in Cuba. They are between 5 and 6 centimeters long. This is so small. This is Colline from Rico de la Colline. I hope you'll come along for the next episode of The Optimisticians, again in Mexico City. Et pour les francophones du lot, bisous.